You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. As with all of our conversations, we start off with how the markets have performed throughout the day. And joining me to take a look at the market movements throughout the day is the Chief Investment Officer at Makwe Fund Managers, Makwe Masilela. Uh, good evening, Dr. Masilela. Always a pleasure speaking to you. Uh, quiet day on the U.S. front with U.S. markets closed, but that didn't seem to deter the RAND from losing value. Definite and compliments to you and to the listeners. Yeah, it's just so one of those unfortunate days. But you know what? As compared to during the session, because at some point we're down almost a percent, now we managed to close down 0.7%. It's just concerning, you know, to think that for the whole of last year, the chase itself was up almost 1.8%, you know, or one can say 2%. And just now, so this year, we are down almost 2.6%. And now you ask yourself that, is this going to be another yo-yo of the year or more of the casino? But as you said, the U.S. market being closed, you know, that gets to be a little bit more quiet. And then also we know that the World Economic Forum in Davos has kicked off with the theme of rebuilding trust. And Jimmy, I think indeed we need to make sure that that trust, it gets to be rebuilt and that's in order to have proper economic cooperation. But yeah, as we're looking into the rent itself, I mean, it's 1867 to the top. I mean, now you ask yourself that what is going to be happening, number one, we are worried that, not worried per se, but on Friday, remember, we were happy with those PPI numbers out of the U.S., reinforcing pairs that the U.S. Fed will lower borrowing costs, Then you had the purpose of uh, Bank of China unexpectedly, they left their rates unchanged, and truth be told, and you know that very well, Jimmy, that cutting rates too early may be self-defeating, but I think what also rattled the market, including the rent itself, is that later in the session we got the European Central Bank officials pouring cold water on the expectations for rapid rate cuts. And the guys want that lingering inflation, large or political risk, that unfortunately will prevent them from lowering interest rates this year, even though a recession can no longer be ruled out. And hey, look what happened to the German economy, you know, for the whole of 2023, contracted by 0.3%, and just due because of uh, due to that persistent inflation, your high energy, your weak uh, foreign demand, but the gas avoided the recession in Q4. So it's quite a lot of things that the markets have to deal with. And as we know, unfortunately, we tend to lack more of a clear direction when the guys in the U.S. are closed. Marco, you mentioned something interesting about uh, not wanting to or or countries not cutting rates uh, or rather countries avoiding cutting rates too soon uh, and the problem that that creates. But we saw that that CPI data from China on Friday suggests that they're still experiencing deflation. Would that not be the one economy where we could see, okay, interest rate cuts would uh, early cuts would make a difference? Or is the Chinese economy somewhat uh, of a different player within the economic space. I mean, we've seen that some of the decisions made by the People's uh, Republic of China and the and the government, they haven't been uh, popular decisions, and the Chinese are not afraid to make unpopular decisions. You are right. You know, as we said, in contrary to our expectations, the member market expected them to cut by 10 basis points. They disappointed the market, but yes, rate cuts 
are likely still on the, on the cards. So we still expect them to try to do that. They're doing that to try to stimulate the economy. We know that there will be some GDP numbers from that side, at least on Wednesday. And even if maybe they've managed to reach that 5% target growth, it will just be a mere achievement, you know, a little bit of that. So they need to do more to try to help the economy. So yes, rate cuts are expected from that side of the world. And we're also seeing what is happening with the Japanese economy, you know, that now we're starting to see that the guys keeping their interest rates, you know, at ultra low levels. And with China itself, because of the struggling property sector, Jimmy, that accounts for almost 30% of the economy. And truth be told, what is it that you need to do to help the property sector, the developers of the homeowners? You have to look into your interest rates because developers have managed to get funding. Homeowners also managed to get funding. So you have to continue to try to make it easy for them to be able to, to cope. So yes, a short, straight answer to your question, uh, rate cuts in China are expected. Hence, we were disappointed when today they left them unchanged. Marco, what do we think about the rest of the year? You mentioned it's going to be uh, quite a bumpy ride for some, and we know that we've got a lot of things happening uh, politically around elections. We know that we've got World Economic Forum that's kicked off now. Uh, We're expecting our own budget speech next month. What are your expectations for the performance of the JSE as compared to last year? And are you looking at certain areas as saying, hang on, equities in South Africa might have a better year than equities, say, in Germany or in Europe? You know, in practical terms, when you've got elections happening, take our elections and, say, use the U.S. elections, already there's a lot of uncertainty because, number one, if you're a business person, you don't know, number one, the South African elections, when are we going to have that? We know it's going to be any time between May and August. And more important, you also don't know how it's going to pan out. So it becomes very difficult for the planning. The U.S. election come November, we already started seeing people factoring in that there's a possibility that Donald Trump might come back. So that's also another headwind for you because you are still not sure what's going to be happening. And also, I think since late last week, beginning of this week, markets are starting to dial back their expectations when it comes to interest rate cuts. Remember, later last year, which helped markets to go up quite rapidly to expectations that the data that we've been getting managed at least to indicate that most probably we'll start getting interest rate cuts. But now lately, we start to say that it might not happen as rapidly as we thought. And also the comments coming out of the ECB, comments coming from big investors like the big drug as well, saying that probably we'll just maybe misprice this whole thing. And also remember that Fed official, I think it was Christopher, the guy is speaking tomorrow, and this is the guy who's by this term in late November had to send the market story, so we also have to be in the lookout as well. So it's just too many balls in the air. But the long and short to be on the safe side, one will look into your food retailers because everyone needs to continue to eat. And given that back home here, we've got almost more than 60% of our people spending more than 50% of their income on food, but you are not neglecting other sectors should things turn around the other way. But as it stands now, if you put the card on my head and say which sector, then I think I'll go with the food retailers for now.
That's a very interesting outlook because, as you rightly mentioned, regardless of what happens, uh, individuals do still need to eat and still need to buy food. I wonder how food prices are going to be affected uh, by the supply chain uh, constraints that we have. But we'll dig into that uh, a little later on uh, with ITAC as we speak to them. Uh, Mark, what, what are your thoughts on the commodity space? Do you think we'll have a good year for commodities? Platinum prices are down 6% today alone, but gold has been holding above that $2,000 an ounce level. You know, gold itself, we know, is not yielding anything. So we're just using that as a hedge, you know, against inflation, against all this uh, geopolitical tensions. With the likes of platinum, you know, unfortunately, if countries continue to drop, if people continue to expand rapidly when it comes to electric vehicles, then the platinum market will continue to be in trouble. And also, well, you must look into what is happening with the likes of uh, rhodium as well, because now or uh, the likes of uh, palladium, if they continue to be probably be cheap, than platinum, then people will switch to the likes of uh, palladium, you know, as a substitute, you know, compared to platinum. But platinum, unfortunately, it has to rely on the economic growth, good prospects when it comes to the economy. Have we priced in soft lending? Late last year, that seemed to be a scenario that people were expecting. But after we've mentioned all this possible headwinds, Jimmy, anything can happen. So the long and short, when it comes to the platinum prices, unfortunately, it will depend on the economic prospect. Good economic growth, definitely there will be demand to that side and when put into the likes of China. Anything can happen, and we'll keep an eye on that, especially given the EV conversation I saw uh, last week, and we spoke about this last week, saying that Hertz is returning all their Teslas, or most of their Teslas that they bought during the pandemic, because nobody seems to want them, but we'll have to leave it at that. Uh, thanks so much, Makwe. That's Makwe Masilela, Chief Investment Officer at Makwe Fund Managers, sharing his thoughts on the market movements throughout the day and what he expects of 2024. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.